Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Dell Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today with me, I've got a the newest multifamily mentor for the Lifestyles crew, as Mr. Lee Carroll. Uh, Lee, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having me, Dell. Lee, you're an interesting character, so we're going to have a lot of fun today. Uh, this is going to this is going to be real easy if we can get your personality to come out across the radio, because you just you light up the room every time you come over to any of the parties we've ever been in. Uh, you're just a, a, a fun guy to be around, and it's really hard to think of you as a successful businessman and a you know now a mentor, father, husband. Boom, you've got it all. And yet, when I meet you, you're just the most laid-back guy I've ever met. What age did you start building this personification of being the laid-back guy? Do you know? Uh, well, it's kind of weird because I've always been accused of being the uptight one in my family. So. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, but I am. But um, I mean, I. I, it's always kind of hard to get off center. To I try to overanalyze things every once in a while. So, but I think over you know as you get mature and as you get a little older, I've kind of learned to just you know let other people worry about the stuff, and it just works out. <laughs> well, you always have a great demeanor. Let's go back and let's start here. This has got to be really strange for you now, so I'm going to be very careful um, how we approach this today because this is, uh, really the first time as a mentor, you've been on the radio. I think you've been on the radio before that, but the, the whole concept is, is that this, this, uh, journey, let's talk about it. Coming to lifestyles, <clears throat> going through, you've been through a lot at lifestyles. You know, a lot of the people you've been around all, a lot of the big time, uh, investors here along with yourself and you've pushed through all this. And now at the other end, somehow out of nowhere, I pluck you out of the sky and you're a mentor. This is a great story. Let's start way, way back. Tell us about you, your family, your education, and your business before you came to Lifestyles. Because as a mentor, I want everybody to know your story. Okay. Uh, well, I started just like uh, probably a lot of the people that have come to Lifestyles. I was working in a corporate job. Uh, I was doing pretty well. Uh, I had traveled overseas. Um, I'd gone, you know, I'd rose to the ranks of the organizations I was in. Um, and just kind of just living, you know, normal life, or what I considered normal at the time, investing, um, you know, in the stock market, maxed out my 401k, did all the stuff that, you know, we had been taught over the years to do. And I just, I don't know, just kept doing it. And then I ran across, what kind actually. Of, what kind sorry. of job did you have, Lee? Were you an accountant? What uh, were you? I was in the oil and gas business. Okay. And what did you do for them? I was basically, uh, I started out as a book, as an accountant. I was a bean counter, and I kind of got out of that as quickly as I could and ended up on the international side of things where I would end up overseas either setting up offices, negotiating some contracts, working with local governments, uh, local partners, things of that nature. 
Yeah, I just had a question because I, I thought you were an accountant, so now you clarified for me that uh, that was just a beginning position. So moving on from there, what was it that at what point in your life, what age were you and at what point did you decide to look into something different or extra like lifestyles per se? I think I was in my mid-30s and I started, um, I don't know, I was flipping through the channels and got to one of those uh, late night seminar type events and I actually bought one of those courses and you know, went out and actually ended up buying three houses uh, using that system. And then um, it was crazy how, how that worked because I did absolutely everything possibly wrong you could do. Um, and then I was, I was uh, you know, I, I, we had gone through that, my family and I, my wife, and I had two small kids at the time. Um, and they, you know, I enjoyed it. It was fun. My wife was chasing people all over town trying to collect rent. Um, but <laughs> it's kind of funny because... We still made money on every single house we did. I've always said, and you've always said, that real estate is very forgiving, and did it was. It was crazy. And then one day I was searching through, or I think I was flipping through the paper, and there was this little ad in there um, advertising Lifestyles Unlimited, and it just clicked. It made sense. Uh, called, went to the seminar, uh, and it kind of all just shot out from there. Man, can you remember how far back that was? I haven't had that ad in there for 10 or 15 years. I can't even remember last time we had an ad in the paper. But I remember the ad because we yeah, had the ad was, for 15 years. <laughs> it was uh, it was a while ago. I mean, I, when I first joined, we were in that smaller place, the, the Smaller Lifestyles uh, Seminar over there on the, um, I think it was on Hillcroft. So it's been a while. Wow. You, I didn't realize you went that far back. That is a long time. Wow. Okay, so you came in, and what did you think when you first uh, arrived? Uh, when I first arrived, uh, because I had done a little bit of a, on the side, and I was I came in and I was like listening, and I was like, man, we could have made so much more money had I done you know basically what you taught, and I I just instantly kind of joined up, and and my it was kind of hard for me to actually join up, but it it made sense, it clicked for me. Uh, basically went home, drew my wife a bath, got her a glass of wine, and said, honey, I just spent a lot of money that uh, <laughs> didn't really consult you on, but <laughs> I went from there. Uh, that's so. funny. All right, yeah. so um, when you came into the two-day, obviously if you joined that far back, it had to be me that was teaching it. What caught your attention the most? What was the aha moment for you that said, boy, this is the thing? Uh, I think it was... The way that we went through, I mean, we started out with single family, and, you know, I understood the financial aspect of it, you know, because I had an accountant degree, and because I had purchased a couple of houses on my own, the whole process just clicked, and it was, I mean, as soon as we started talking about, as soon as you started talking about uh, the 401k and maxing out your investments uh, for through real estate, and I think it was either you or somewhere else told me that, you know, most of our politicians got rich via real estate, so they're never going to pass any kind of law that's probably going to hamper themselves. And that really kind of clicked for me. I was like, well, crap, if they can do it, I don't know why I can't do it. And, you know, being being an accountant by trade, I'm a little bit more conservative. So it, it kind of naturally led into, well, here's kind of a little safe haven. You know, if they're going to get rich doing it, I can do a minimum and get rich. You know, and at the time... Getting rich wasn't necessarily my goal. It, I was just kind of wanted to parlay my, you know, different investment types. 
That makes sense. Okay, so what happened the second day? The second day, it was like, wow, <laughs> what am I doing wasting my time on uh, single family? Because I think you could make so much more on the multifamily side. I had enough, um, you know, I had saved up enough I'd, um, in my investments and maximizing 401k and things like that. So we had done well, um, you know, but again, we were strictly dealing in the old stock market mutual funds. You know, the advisors would tell you, set up this much insurance, this much investment bonds, this much investment stock. You know, we did all of that. And then once I got to the second day and we started talking about multifamily, I just kind of got the itch. And I was like, wow, I can do this and I would like to do this. And at the time, the people that were joining Lifestyles, the people sitting next to me were literally small mom and pop type people. Um, they weren't the four-year degree, you know, master's degree people that have been in the industry for, you know, 20 years, and now they came to Lifestyles people. These were normal, average people, and I looked around the room, and quite honestly, I looked at you, and I was like, well, if these guys can do it, surely I can do it. I'm college educated. I've got a job. I, mean, I can figure this out. All I have to do is kind of follow what they're saying, so kind of hit me. So do you think the clientele's changed since then? Oh, Definitely. Definitely. It's definitely <laughs> we'll come back to that comment later, because as a mentor, that'd be an interesting little road to go down. So uh, when you came out of the two day, what was the what was your idea about the first investment you wanted to do? And what did you end up doing? Uh, the first investment I did was I still had a couple of the houses um, that we were that we had. And I basically went back and kind of redrew those, relooked at the leases, figured out how we could um, basically sell those cash out our equity. And hey, Lee, Lee, I'm going to cut you yeah. off right there because I messed up. My bad. we got a timetable problem. we got to go to break here in just, a, I believe, 30 seconds. So we'll be right back with Lee Carroll and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 25 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they've won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 10 of the last 10 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com to access our free live training event schedule. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Lee Carroll, which is our newest Lifestyles multifamily mentor. And uh, before we went to break, uh, Lee was in the middle of a story. I had to cut him off about what he did when he came out of the two-day class for the first time. And, uh, Lee, I believe you were talking about you went through your portfolio you had currently, and you were looking at evaluating it and cleaning it up. What did you see when you looked at your portfolio, and what did you do from there? Uh, I looked at, well, I primarily was looking at my single family that I had invested in before I came to Lifestyles. And again, I was looking at it going, crap, we could have made so much more money had we've done even half of the things we learned at the two-day. Um, 
So I basically I figured out how much equity we had in them, and I go, it's time to move on, because <laughs> we can basically we. It was crazy because, like, like I said earlier, I made so much money just on those little single-family homes and did everything wrong. And just, again, that kind of clicked again for me that how real estate is so forgiving that being a complete idiot and figuring out doing this. And so we sold, we basically sold our first house and went out and bought a car with it. And then we ended up selling our second house and went up buying our second <laughs> car with it. And you, you know, basically did we still didn't do everything. We didn't do everything right we were supposed to, but <laughs> we still did. Oh, right? man. I think we just mistrained about 100,000 people with that one right there. Was, <laughs> yeah, we'll Again, this is right after we got in. So, I mean, I needed a car, so we had to work on it. So. Oh, so, my yeah. gosh. So we did, but we still had I, I still had plenty of cash left, and we, you know, I started getting into the multifamily stuff, started learning more about that, going on road trips, and it just kind of went from there. Before we go further in down that road, let's talk about the beginning of the journey with Nancy. What did she think about all this when you drew her a bath and gave her some wine and talked her into all this? What was her position? Her position was, uh, I mean, it was kind of hesitant, but okay. I mean, you know, we were still still young in our lives and still trying to figure things out, and we... I mean, she was like, okay. And, I mean, she had even, at the time, when we were started looking for our first multifamily, uh, I don't know if you recall, but you would actually, I, w- I was traveling, and I'd be, like, overseas for a month, and I'd be back for a month, and I'd be overseas for a month, and I'd be back for a month. So a lot of the apartment complex we were looking at, I would get into contract or, you know, start looking at, and then I would, of course, have to be on a plane, have to go overseas. And so she would basically go with you to look at some of these complexes. And, I mean, some of the complexes we were looking at to start with were, <laughs> were less than what you would take your wife to, let's just say. you know. <laughs> and she was scared to death, but you did a great job at coaching her through, going, this is probably not the right property for you. And, you know, eventually we did get a property that was right for us. And probably didn't buy it for the right reasons, but I bought it for one that my wife would be okay with and one that I would be okay with, and we ended up making money on that one as well. Well, there you go. You've just created a new lifestyle story, Lee. Uh, I want you to remember this one. You can tell it in your story. So I was overseas, and Dell was taking properties I wouldn't take my wife to, so he took my <laughs> wife to. Exactly. <laughs> That's a great story. Uh, <clears throat> All right, so let's talk about the first one you guys did. What was that like? Uh, that was actually very uh, scary. I mean, let's be honest. I had never dealt. It was a about a million dollar transaction. It was forty one units in a area here in Houston, Pasadena, um, and it was the you know it was the largest transaction I had ever done. Um, and I was scared to death. And basically, uh, the mentor that I had at the time with Lifestyles was basically beating me on the back of the head going, sign the note, sign the note, sign the note. And I'm like, but it's so much money. And they're like, sign the note. And I'm like, okay, fine. So they were kind of beating me into it, and which I, I thank them to this day because um, it's, you know, it's it's very scary to start. I mean, you've never done anything like this in your life, and but having someone there behind you was just, you know, it was refreshing, and, I you know, you felt like you weren't alone. And it was great. It just it worked out. 
When you first joined, were you surprised how open the other members were, not just the mentors, but the members with information? I really was, and that's kind of one of the things that attracted me to Lifestyles is, I mean, I you come in and it's a, you know, I kind of felt like it may, may have been a bit of a sales pitch to get in, but once you get in the door and you start talking to people and you go on the road trips and they're showing you anything and everything and I mean you're like wow and then they're talking about their financial one financial position and maybe the the challenges that they had when they first started and here's how they overcame them it I mean it really is great and I mean you can spot the people that share day one and you can spot the people that are more guarded um, and those people that are guarded are few and far between I mean it's literally it's kind of um infectious once you start sharing and and people start doing what you're talking about doing and you see people that have are not making the same mistakes that you made when you first started and it's it's very rewarding and people just kind of keep you know they just keep going it's really it's really an amazing environment that you created it really is so beyond nancy um the rest of your family on both sides her her side your side what did the family think when you guys bought an apartment complex? I mean, that's got to be something to go back and tell your family. That's pretty crazy, huh? It was, and uh, my dad's kind of my biggest critic. Of course, your dad's always your biggest critic. Um, he's like, "What are you doing?" You know, he he had worked in the oil and gas business his entire life, retired from it. You know, it was the way the things used to be. You'd stay with a company for forty years and then retire, and everything and were great. So that's kind of the philosophy he was coming from. And then once we kind of started venturing out and investing in, you know, houses and then, you know, then apartment complexes, he's like, what are you doing? Um, and he, he doesn't really understand it to this day. I brought him into a couple deals that we've had, and he's made tremendous money, and he likes that aspect of it. Um, doesn't necessarily like paying the, paying the tax bill. Sometimes he grumbles about that when we have to sell, <laughs> when we sell something and pay for it. I'm like... Dad, you you made money. There's worse places to be. You're having to pay taxes a little bit. Get over it. Um, but they they still call lifestyles a bit of a, a you know they really don't understand it. But it's it's still it's been great. So we're like voodoo to them, huh? <laughs> Uh, they call us a cult, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I've been, but, I've been called uh, worse. Cult. <laughs> the Church of Dell's come up a few times. There's no doubt about that. Especially back yeah. in the old days, back when we had that small little office. You know, you stick you stick three or 400 people in, a, in an office that's built for 40 or 50 people, and it really does look like a cult. There's no doubt. Um, yeah, so it's amazing. We, let's talk about the, the first 41-unit property you bought. Who was running that? Was that you or Nancy doing most of the work on that thing? Um, I'll tell you what, was let's, hold that, let's hold that thought. Let's hold yeah. that thought because we're not going to run into the back of this break again like we did last time. Um, I'll go ahead okay. and pick it up. If you'd like to call in and ask Lee a question, our number here is 877-711-5211. Uh, phone lines will be open if you'd like to call in. Otherwise, we're going to come back and Lee's going to tell a story uh, about this apartment complex and how they operated when they first bought their first property. We'll be right back with Lee Carroll and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life changing principles in just a few minutes. 
The largest wealth and passive income expo in the country is coming to Texas Saturday, April 14th. Join thousands of top investors and expert wealth educators. Pick from topics like passive income, retirement, asset protection, tax-free income, finding, fixing, and funding houses and apartments. Get your path to retirement in just one day. Go to wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Gain one-on-one access to hundreds of industry experts, realtors, lenders, property and asset managers, apartment owners, national real estate syndication and trade professionals. Come shake hands with your retirement partner. Use promo code EXPO18 and get in for just $10. Meet national radio host, multimillionaire real estate investor, and mentor to the top award-winning investors in the country, Dell Walmsley. Use promo code EXPO18 to get your all-access pass for just $10. Wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Meet featured speaker Darren Hardy, author of The Compound Effect and Personal Success Expert, along with Marcus Luttrell, the lone survivor, best-selling author and former United States Navy SEAL who received the Navy Cross and Purple Heart for his actions during Operation Red Wings. Your path to retirement in just one day. Wealthandpassiveincomeexpo.com. Use promo code EXPO18. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Lee Carroll, the newest uh, multifamily mentor we have at Lifestyles. And uh, Lee, before we went to break, uh, I cut you off. We'd ask, I had asked you a question of uh, who operated the property, the first one, the small 41 unit you started with, uh, yourself or Nancy. How did that get taken care of? Uh, basically, I tried to. Um, we, I was still working at the time. And uh, there was another member or right down the street at the time that had another 40 units. So we ended up basically sharing the manager. So we had a, it wasn't big enough that you could have a, full, a full-time manager. It was really part-time. And it was part-time at my property and part-time at his property. And she would kind of manage it, run it, um, you know, lease it, collect rents and stuff. Um, as I was kind of at work, and then after work, we'd check in and see, you know, if there was an emergency, she'd give me a call, but basically she ran it, and I okay. opened it. So that was an easy one. Um, what was your next transaction, and how long did you hold that one before you went on to the next one? Just kind of get the feel of your growth here. Uh, well, I was I was still working at the time that we had the 41 unit, and then about that time, I turned, I was like 39 or 40. I was a... I don't move at a rapid pace. They're very methodically, very slower compared to today's standards. And I, I decided, you know, I kept telling Nancy that uh, I'm, I'm going to retire. I'm just going to leave corporate America. She's like, okay, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then literally on my 40th birthday, I went into my boss and I said, I'm, I'm leaving. They're like, what? I go, I'm tired of doing this. I'm going to go try something else. And I'm gone. I came home and Drew Nancy, drew Nancy another bath, sat her down, gave her a glass of wine, and said, honey, I'm no longer working in corporate America. And uh, she said, oh, well, that's interesting. What are we going to do now? And I'm like, I don't know. We're going to figure out this real estate stuff. And we kind of went from there. So I still had the 41 units when I left corporate America because I knew that I wanted to become a lead, and I knew I wanted to do it full time. And when you don't have that W-2 income coming in the way it was, it's kind of lights a little fire under your ass and you get things done and we kind of hit our next uh, stride put a deal together and we bought 250 units about a year later so use the burn the ships method you know the vikings used to land when they were going to fight somebody and they burn their ships go i guess we can't go back home we better win <laughs> so you yeah, use the burn exactly. the ships method of making it work uh so how long did it take you from the time you quit to the time you put together the 250 unit deal 
probably, I think uh, maybe six months, nine months to a year. I mean, we were putting it together. It was a, a tougher deal because it was an assumption. Uh, of course, I didn't want to do anything easy, so I, we put together an assumption and got the brokers to talk to me, you know, got them to take me seriously, and ended up putting it together. And I think within a year, we had our had the property closed. Now, if I remember right, that's a long time back, but I'm assuming this is the ones over there by Federal Road, is it? Yep, these are the ones right around the corner. And I think you even advised me at the time I would never buy a property over there. And we were like, well, <laughs> it's going to change a little bit. And <clears throat> blah, blah. So, yeah. That was the toughest neighborhood I'd ever bought property in. And when you bought that, I was like, oh, my gosh. And remember, across the street from you was almost like a gang zone. I mean, it was unbelievable. But you pulled it out, man. You you nailed that thing. And the other thing I thought was interesting about that property, that had a most, uh, what, what would you call it, square footage of land versus buildings of any property we've ever seen. Uh, that thing yeah, had massive amounts of laid out. It was a ton of, prop, uh, of land on that property. That was wild. It was like a hike to get from one building to the next. You probably had to buy a go-kart just to move around uh, in that thing. So well, we had we that, actually funny story. We, when we bought that property, we had we bought a uh, a go not a go-kart but a, a golf cart to get the maintenance guys around and things like that. That golf cart was stolen within two weeks. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I just know the neighborhood. That's why I'm laughing my head off. That's hilarious. You'd have to chain it to your foot so it didn't just stole. Oh, my God. All right. So how long did you run the 250 then? Uh, we we purchased that in the summer of 08. So you remember that time frame. The summer we went in and we did everything you were supposed to do, new roofs, new ACs, you know, painted it, changed the wood, you know, we did everything. And then that's when the hurricane hit in that fall, a couple months later. So that didn't help us. And then in 2009, 2010 is when the economy just completely tanked. So we had a couple quarters that we were paying out distributions, and then we kind of went like, kind of swallowed it back up and said, we need to revamp some things. We've got to, you know, we're working on our rents, and we have basically had to weather the storm. But we purchased it in a good position that allowed us to do that. So we weren't over leveraged. Um, we knew what we were getting into. We had plenty of cash reserves on the side, so we were able to weather that storm. So let's move forward. How many deals total have you done so far? I think seven or eight. How many total units does that add up to? Do you any idea? Uh, just under a thousand. Just under a thousand units. Seven or eight deals mm -hmm. over a period of has to be at least ten years or better, uh, because yeah. you've been around since the other building, and that's uh, when I met my fiance Melissa. So uh, it's got to be at least ten or eleven years ago, and um, so you did all that success. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna change the conversation around here from being a member yourself to being a mentor. You brought up two times today already some interesting comment. You said that the clientele is different today, and you also said today's standards are different. Can you share with us, the people out here listening to this, what that means? Because 11 years, lifestyles has changed a lot. What do you see that's really been the difference? I see the level of educated person coming in as drastically different than when I first started. Um, 
again, when I first came in, I looked around the room going, wow, if these people can do it, I know I can do it. And now if I were to come in, I mean, these people are so much more educated. They have so much more experience just coming in the door. I mean, when I first came in the door, I had some single-family houses, and I thought I knew some stuff. I'm obviously not. But if I were coming in today, some of the, the passives coming in, I look at their education level, what they've accomplished, what they've already have in the bank coming in. I was like, wow, these are sophisticated people. They understand things. Uh, they catch on a, a hell of a lot faster than I did, um, and it's it's just been such a drastic difference. I mean, they're, the caliber of people coming in is just crazy. Um, you know, we, we run road trips, and the people that I meet and talk to on a daily basis now, I'm learning just as much from them as I hope they're learning from me. And, you know, it's definitely still still within lifestyle every time i go there i learn something new and i i just because of the level of people that are coming in so um because of that what do you see happening differently i'm trying to put you i'm giving you an open-ended question you can really go anywhere you want to go with it but i really don't want to put words in your mouth because i want to hear what you think what's happening differently besides the caliber of person that's coming in uh, well, I think where the way we structure deals is a lot more sophisticated. I mean, I when we first when I first joined, literally it was a mom and pop. We'd buy forty, hundred, you know. I think the max we bought was like maybe eighty or hundred units. Was huge for us back then. So we we were basically mom and pop um, buyers, and we were mom and pop educated in terms of you know, our legal documents, our LLCs we put together, the amount of. Um, insurance type of insurance we had all that all that was very mom and pop then we became what i consider like a sophisticated mom and pop where we were buying more and more units um we were we understood management companies a little bit better we understood this you know the purchasing and the sales process a little bit better we were we opened up avenues as far as people we could talk to you know because we're not i mean we were not the first ones to buy apartments right there people have been buying apartments for years and so there's whole companies and whole, you know, people that buy that stuff. So, and we never really had access to it when we first started because we were just small mom and pop people. And now we're getting gaining access to those markets and access to that additional information. And we are much more, I, you know, I will never, I've never purported to know everything because, again, I'm learning something every day. But... The level of knowledge I feel like we have today versus what we had back then is like tenfold. Well, it, it sure seems to pay, play that way. We've got people now uh, that have retired in two, two and a half years. We used to claim seven. Then we dropped it to five. And now we've got people doing in two, two and a half years, which is really if you think about it, a guy's life, he works his whole life to try to get to somewhere he can retire after 40 or 50 years of work. And then he comes to us, and two years later he retires. That's quite a change. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Lee Carroll and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Del will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow, for the next couple of days, for a week, a couple of months, a year? 
How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today is Lee Carroll, our newest multifamily mentor. And Lee, before we get going <clears throat> to finish the show, we've got a caller on hold to see if we can get him on. Al, are you there? Hello? Hello, Al. Can you hear us, buddy? Yeah. All right, uh, welcome to the show. This is Al from Virginia, Richmond, Virginia. Well, how can we help you today, Al? So my question is, I guess in regards to financing, um, and I'm wondering how he made the jump from the single family to the uh, large multifamily, which I, I think I heard him say was right around the, uh, the million-dollar range. Um, I'm wondering, is there a certain percentage that you have to put down how do you how do you kind of or how do you find that financing lee you want to share with them how you found the financing for the multifamily deal uh sure uh on the multifamily deals uh the financing is basically they look at the asset itself so how much income does the asset produce how many expenses do the asset have and they look specifically at that asset when they look at, at financing it so um, you, I basically went to the different mortgage companies here <clears throat> in Houston, the ones that um, Lifestyles has uh, recommended, and talked with them and saw, gave them parameters of the property, uh, and basically got quotes from them to say what what y'all think you can do. And they came back with different quotes, and it worked. The other thing, Al, you got to keep in mind is in the second part of your question is what do you have to put down? Typically, you have to put 20 25% down on these deals. Now, in the first deal, he did the deal all by himself, so he came up with that down payment. So 25% of a million bucks would be 250000 bucks. So he took his life savings, something that most of you out there are afraid to do until you come to Lifestyles, where we take the money out of your 401k, we take the money out of your IRA, we take the equity out of your house, and we retire you with it. Uh, so that's where that first money came from. Now, the second deal was the syndication. So 25% of $5 million is going to be a million dollars down. But Lee only had to put down 10, 15% of that himself, and the rest of the money was raised by other members. Uh, is that pretty much right, Lee, or did, did I get that correct? Yes, that's correct. Does that answer your question now? It does. Yeah, thank you. Um, so uh, well, you, you think that 20%, 25% is industry average? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That is the industry average, yes. We've done a few deals a little less, but that was in the good days, and we've had to put down more during the bad days. You know, back in the recession, 2009, 2008, 2009, uh, banks were going broke, and they started making us put 30 35% down. But they're back to the, the 20 25% again. Okay, great. Thank you. All right, Al. Good, good luck on your investing. So, Lee... Um, now that you've become a mentor, I guess this is the, the hardest question to ask, so I have to frame this correctly, but I've known you for a long time. You've always been a great guy. I've always enjoyed you, but you've always been the, I don't know, Dell, how you ever get these guys to come do this stuff guy. You've told me that 
no less than 10 times in 10 years. And you're always laughing. We're having a good time. We're drinking. We're partying. And you're saying, man, I don't know how you ever get these guys to come in here and do all this for all these people. And now you're here. What the heck happened? Who twisted your arm? What changed? Because I know that's your personality. It, it, it's crazy. You never wanted to pick up the extra work of helping people. Not that you didn't help people. You were always willing to help people. But do you understand what I'm saying? How did we get you to be a mentor? Yeah, no, we were, um, I mean, again, within Lifestyles, it is a sharing environment. And any problem, ha- you know, anytime anybody has a problem, they pick up the phone, they can call you know, the mentors at Lifestyles, or they can call the people that are on their speed dial. And, you know, I I had been helping people for a while. I mean, they would call me, the people that I've, you know, talked to throughout the years and, you know, help them on certain deals. They'll call and they're going, look, I'm having a problem doing this. What do you think? And so I had already kind of, you know, we were always doing that. And then it kind of, kind of just happened that the, I will back up and I will say that the mentors of today are much better than the mentors that we had when I first started. Because these mentors that we have today um, are accomplished. They've done, they've done everything that I've wanted to do. I mean, in terms of purchasing a real estate, man, you know, managing the real estate, uh, divesting of the real estate, what they did with their money, flipping into some other types of investments. You know, they've done everything that I want to. So the mentors today are true mentors in that they're doing what I wanted to be doing. Uh, so what happened was I was kind of doing it a little bit on my own already. Um, you know, granted, I, I got to pick and choose who I wanted to help and who I didn't want to help. But, uh, you know, they approached me, and I was kind of like, nah, all right. They, then they approached me again, and I was like, mm, okay. So then I started basically talking to your other mentors, which I knew and I'm, you know, I'm friends with and we go out and have a good time with. And they were like, oh, you should do it. It is the most rewarding experience. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't think I know as much as you guys are like, just do it. You'll, you'll, you know, much more than you think, you know, and it just kind of evolved. And I, I talked to some more people. I talked to some more mentors. I talked to some people on the side and I basically, I had time. I had so much time on my hands that. It was time to take the next step, and I was like, let's just do it. And it's been very, very rewarding up to this point. I can't, I can't complain about any of it. Well, we're really glad to have you on the team, and I uh, want to share with you a couple of the things that you need to keep in mind right from the beginning, and that is uh, this is not supposed to be a full-time job. It's supposed to be kept down to 20 hours a week uh, at the most, and you've got to learn to you know, answer questions as quickly as necessary as possible and to get it done. Secondly, the way you get valued here, the way I grade mentors is how many people have you retired and how many people have you won awards with? That's the grading point. And thirdly, and last one is, hey, find another mentor because I keep signing people up and for you to stay at the level that you're at, at the 20 hours, uh, just like I had to with uh, Curtis on John and then Scott, on Curtis, and now you. Find me another mentor so we can keep you at 20 hours. For the rest of you out there, remember this. We're not doing this for some money. We're doing it for a lifestyle. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you tomorrow.
listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.